All right, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Josh. I want to officially welcome you guys out to another Barely Mentioned podcast, a podcast designed for men and the women that love them. And today we're going to be talking about how to hear from God and how to position yourself to constantly hear. So if you're watching this live, feel free to share this broadcast to as many people as possible. If you watch it a little bit later or listening later, whether on YouTube, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud, I want to welcome you all. Thank you guys so much. What's up, Jessica? Thank you all so much. Um, for joining me. Um, this discussion here came from an overflow. Hey, what's up, everybody? Came from an overflow from our devotion with God today as I was in Luke chapter one. Um, and I really got a lot of notes, as you can see. I don't know if you can see these notes. I got one page, then a second page of notes that I want to make sure I share with you all in how to hear from God, the importance of men hearing from God. These points are beneficial to women too. So feel free to get your notes. Um, but the barely mentioned podcast is is, is uh, ultimately and majority directed towards men, but there's a lot of points that women can learn as well. So uh, thank you, Jessica, for watching. Day Tahami, I think I said your name right. Exandre, what's up, bro? Favorite one, Yasmin, Tasha, the finest arts. Thank you guys so much for joining. But since I have a lot of notes, I'm going to get right into today's discussion. Oh, thank you for joining me. Thank you all for so much for being a part. The scripture I'm going to be reading today is from Luke chapter 1, verses 5 through 20. I'm going to read through this as, as, as thoroughly but quickly as possible. Oh, thank you for joining me live. Thank you, Devon. And then uh, we're going to break down a lot of points on how to hear from God, the importance of men uh, hearing from God. Can we? Hey, sure, we could definitely pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that you've given me. As, as a vessel used by you to articulate and exegete correctly your word and to and to come from a place of, of relationship with you. Like I've heard from my pastor that we should only minister from our relationship from you. So Father, I thank you, Lord, that the gems you've given me will be an outpouring <clears throat> from our time that will bless these men and women mightily and that they will continue to position themselves to hear and obey when you speak to them. So Father, use me, that, use me today like you never have before. Just let me do pray. Amen. Luke chapter one. What's up, everybody? Uh, verses five through two. Let me read. <clears throat> and then we're going to really take some time to break down these key points. It says, in the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah and had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord, but they had no child. It's crazy how you could be blameless but barren because Elizabeth was barren and both were advanced in years. Now, while he was serving as priest before God, when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. <clears throat> and the whole multitude of the people were praying outside of the hour of incense. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zacharias, Zachariah was troubled when he saw him and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer, prayers have been heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you should call his name John and you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth for he will be great before the Lord and he must not drink wine or strong drink and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord of people prepared. That's my life verse. 
uh, where my one of my one of my mission statements and Zachariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife has advanced the years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. I was sent to speak to you and to bring you the this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place, because you did not believe my word, which will be fulfilled in their time. Again, we're going to be talking about, thank you for giving, um, the importance of hearing from God, how to hear from God, and the importance of men hearing from God. But let's get to some points, <clears throat> excuse me, because I have a lot to cover. Problem, many men don't know or act on the voice of God. A lot of men either don't know the voice of God or if they do know the voice of God, they don't act on the voice of God. They either act on what they thought God said, either they don't either they don't act on what God has already said to them, or they can't hear God at all, or, uh, they, or they question what they heard. I, I write scribble, you know what I'm saying? I write in tongues sometimes. Many men don't know or know how to act on the voice of God. They either act on what they thought God said. Number two, they don't act on what God has already said to them. Number three, they can't hear from God at all. Or number four, they question what they heard. It's very important for us men. And ladies, you can chime in. I mean, you can tune in as well. It's important for you and I to hear God. It's not, not necessarily just important to hear from God, but it's important for you and I to act on what we've heard. A lot of men navigate life not, not acknowledging God in all their ways. A lot of men act and they wonder why God is not ordering their steps. It's very important for us men to know the voice of God deeply. Like if, like if Joseph didn't know God's voice, he wouldn't have married Mary. He wouldn't have led Mary and Jesus to Egypt. And, and, and it's important for us as leaders of our household to know the voice of God and to eagerly act on the voice of God. And there's a lot of men right now that they either act on what they thought God said. Let's stop there. A lot of men are so anxious and so hyped and so eager that they act on what they thought God said. There's a difference between what you think God said and what you know God said. We can get so caught up when I think God said she was the one I thought God told me to go here. No, a lot of danger can happen just on thinking. You have to know deep inside of you what God has spoken to you because of who you are. You are going to lead a family one day. You're going to lead a ministry. You're going to lead a business. And it's important for you to every day acknowledge God in all your ways, being available to him so that you can act and, and, and be alert and aware of how God speaks and use you. You cannot just live life thinking on, oh, I think I thought this is what God said. Or no, you can't do that. It's very important for us to know because in order for us to grow, we have to know. Either they act on what they thought God said or they don't act on what God has already said to them. Number two, some men, they know what God told them to do, but they don't act. Do not allow insecurities or fears or the opinions of others, <clears throat> excuse me, keep you from obeying God. Look, the, look, the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. It doesn't matter what anyone has to say about what God has told you or what you have to say, what God has told you, act on it. See, see, many of us men, we've lost great opportunities. We lost great uh, treasures because we did not act according to God. There's only but a certain time span or a window of opportunity. And it's important for us men not to uh, always go on our loss, but that we always uh, uh, gain through obedience. Number three, men just don't hear from God at all. 
They're just so blinded. They're doing their own thing. They just can't hear from God at all. Listen, man, you got to make sure you remove all the clutter. You got to make sure you remove everything out of your life so that you can hear from God and make sure that you are positioned in the presence of God to hear from him in a thrive from that's birth from relationship or number three, or they question what they heard or they question what they've heard. The reason why Zachariah was mute was because he questioned it. A lot of us men through our arrogance, through our self-righteousness, through our fears, through our insecurities, we begin to question God. There's nothing wrong with asking God questions, but there is a problem when questioning God and putting God on trial, questioning God as if God is not able on what, as if God's not able to do what he said. But let me break down these points as evident in the verse. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I want to elaborate on why uh, uh, Zachariah was mute and how we men can make sure that we don't position ourselves accordingly. Now, the text begins to read. Let's start at verse 13. And let's break this down so that we men can understand. It says, verse 13, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayers, hear me, for your prayers have been heard. The first thing that we can get from the text, fellas, is that God hears you. If you're a son of God and, you are, and if you've been adopted into the family of God and, 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 you, and you are converted, God hears you. Now, there are stipulations on, on what God does from what he's heard. Like if you don't take care of your wife, if you can't take care of anything beneath you, God will not hear anything above you. Meaning if you if you talk down and don't handle your responsibilities, why would God hear and act on according to what you're asking for if he knows you're not taking care of your responsibilities? So the good thing about being a son of God, being a man of God, is that God heard you or hears you. Now, let's keep going. It says, and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear for you a son and you shall name him John and you will have joy and gladness. Two points that I got from this was number two, God always give detailed instructions to men. It is important for you to hear from God because God gives detailed instructions. Listen, I just God just doesn't speak without details. Like he gave detailed instructions to Daniel, detailed instructions to Noah, detailed instructions to key men of God in the text, because he understands that if you miss one area of detail, it can derail everything that God has connection to you. The good thing about when God speaks to a man is that number one, he hears you. So that builds confidence in a man's heart. Number two, you know, for a fact, that, that, that when God speaks, you got to be in position to hear and position to write because God is going to give you detailed instructions. He gave Zacharias detailed instructions. He says that I'm going to bear you a son through Elizabeth. You should call his name John. Uh, uh, what else he says? And um, and uh, he will be great before God. And he told Zechariah he must not drink wine or strong drink. And he will be filled with the Holy Ghost even after his mother's birth. And that he will turn. It was a lot of detailed instructions that he gave. The reason why men do not act according to the voice of God or don't position themselves to hear from God is because they don't have enough time to write down the instructions. You have to have time to hear from God because God is going to oftentimes give you men and women detailed instructions. You got to be you got to be in position to hear from God and you have to be you have to give time to hear from God. But since we're so busy and since we're so preoccupied, we get so caught up on on our agenda and what we want to do that we do not have enough time to gain or receive the detailed instructions of God 
that will ensure that we are destined and not derailed. The third thing that we can get from the text is that everything God gives us will give us joy and gladness. Man, you have to understand that. It says, and your wife Elizabeth will bear your son and you shall call his name John and you will have joy and gladness. Men, the reason why we hear from God, because hearing from God will set us up to be joyful and to be full of gladness. That when he was, that they imagine them being old and not having children and and, and the, the sorrow that they had to, uh, not the sorrow, but the, the words they had to hear from people and the things they had to go through. But God said, man, listen, I'm going to give you a son. And in giving you a son, you're going to receive joy and gladness because I heard you. I've noticed you. I saw you. Fellas, you have to understand God knows the suffering and the patience and the things you have to go through. He sees what you're going through. He knows what you're going through. He knows that you've been serving him, but you've but your wife has been barren or your dreams have been barren. He knows that you've been faithful serving in and out of the temple, but he knows that, that, you, that years have gone by. God notices. God hears. God recognizes but what you have to understand as a man that is that God doesn't move beyond his timing or against his character so when you understand that there you go God only answers prayers that is within his will God only answers prayers that are according to his will and according to his timing and when a man understands the person of God the pace of God then that man will uh, receive the blessings of God God has a personhood that when you understand his attributes as a man and you know who he is as a person, then you will recognize the type of pace you need to have in order to receive and walk in the promise of God. There's a pace with God. God, God doesn't care about age. He don't care if you're a 40-year-old man. He don't care if you've been in ministry for 20 years. He don't care if you've been a single for 40 years, women or men. He says, my timing trumps everything. And when you understand that, you will navigate life wisely. So you got to understand, I've been in ministry for 11 years. Hear me again. I've been doing this for 11 years. There are videos of mine from 2008. I started really walking into the calling of God May 1st of 2008, maybe four or five weeks prior to that, when God allowed me to, to do an event in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then begin the journey of writing my book 11 years. See, see, I could have easily quit on God if I didn't understand the pace of God. Was I frustrated with God in the beginning? You best believe it because I was young. But now that I'm old and I've seen the righteousness and the faithfulness of God, I understand his pace. I understand that ministry is more about development and maturity and, and righteousness and, 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 and deliverance and healing than it is marketing and fame and positioning yourself for success. So when you understand the character of God, then you can understand the course of God and you'll be able to say, you know what, this is how I'm supposed to live my life. God is setting you up to be full of joy and gladness. He knows what you've been waiting on and it's important to understand it. Number one, the thing that men have to understand about God is that he hears you. Number two, he always gives detailed instruction. Number three, he wants to continue to give you joy and gladness. And number four, many people will be affected by what's birthed through you. He says that you and many will rejoice at his son's birth. God is always going to give you intel before the birth of something. 
This is for fathers too. Men, you have to understand, God is going to give you detailed instructions about what it, what you need to do to lead your family, to raise your children, to serve your wife, and to serve him and, and beyond. And that you have to understand that the seriousness of what's being birthed in you is not because of you. Many men get married because of themselves. Many men want to have children because of themselves. They're selfish. But God wants us to be selfless men and to act accordingly because he knows that many people will be affected by what you do. And since you know that many people will be affected by the things that are birthed from you, you have to make sure you understand the true mission and the true heart of what it means to be a man. And knowing that if people are going to be affected by my offspring and people's going to be affected by my ideas, I'm going to take who I am as a man in God very seriously. And I'm going to make sure that I'm always available to hear from him, that I'm always available to, to, to acknowledge him and, and to grow from there. Number five, let's talk about what caused the issue to Zechariah. It says here in verse 18, and Zechariah said to angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is advanced in years. Now, people will gloss over there and be like, what's wrong with asking from God? When you go deeper into the uh, commentary of the text, it begins to talk about how he began to question God and to ask for a sign. It's crazy that God's speaking to us men and God sending the answer to us is not enough. Sometimes we want more from God than what God has given us. He began to ask the angel for a sign. How would I know this is going to happen? Give me a sign. And he began, number two, state the obvious. Number one, what messed him up was he asked the angel for a sign. Number two, he began to state the obvious. Number one, God's word to you is the sign. He says a perverse generation asks for a sign. People over this, when people ask me, an atheist or a non-believer or someone, and they're not asking for a genuine heart, a sign, I don't talk to them. I don't answer their question because you look, because Jesus, there was a parable that Jesus spoke that if I sung a song, you wouldn't dance. If I sung a dirge, I forgot the phrase, you won't mourn. Meaning, no matter what I do, you ain't going to, your heart ain't going to be changed. So why am I going to waste my energy trying to convince a person whose heart is not going to be receptive? So he was in a position where he was like, Give me a sign. And the fact that the angel wasn't enough sign, the word of God is enough. When you begin to ask for more, God begins to mute you because now your words, and I heard my brother Matthew Chapman says that your words will begin to affect what God wants to go through. Now, let's continue on. He began to ask for a sign, number one. And number two, he began to state the obvious. Number one to that is God's word is enough for you, men. Don't ask God for more. He gave you the specifics. Don't ask God for more because he gave you enough. Secondly, God's obvious is not our obvious. He began to state the obvious. Zacharias, what jacked the brother up was, he began to say, uh, how shall I know this for I am old and my wife is advancing? He's like, man, bro, don't you know that I already know? See, God's obvious is not our obvious. And what happens when we begin, when God begins to talk to us, we begin to state God, state to God our obvious. God, I'm too old. 
God, why am I single for this long? God, why am I in ministry this long? God, why am I doing this alone? God, all this, we begin to question God from my obvious statement point versus looking at from God's vantage point. When you begin to recognize that God within one glance has your past, your present, and your and your potential in, in view, then you would be like, God, okay, so let it be written, so let it be done. Because you've spoken, I will believe. And instead of looking at your obvious circumstances and be like, well, God, I'm not smart enough. God, I'm not talented enough. God would begin to say, who made your mind? Who made your lips? Who made your womb, ladies? Who made you? See, God is above time. God is not affected by time. We are. That's why we have to be in tune with the one that's above time so that we can navigate time uh, 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 correctly. We got, as men, we got to be able to receive God's word as it is and believe full heartedly in it. And to understand that if God's spoken it to us, it doesn't matter what's around us. We got to operate and walk in what he has spoken. Now, let's get to my other points. It is important for men to hear from God. It is extremely important for men to hear from God. Why? Because you're leading the family, because you're, you're the head of the house, because, because we're going to get to some more of those points a little bit later. Now, let's talk about what hinders men from hearing from God and or following through in what they heard. We got an acronym hinders. What hinders men from hearing from God and following through in what they heard from him? Ladies, you can write these notes down too. Hinders, H-I-N-D-E-R-S. Number one, H, what hinders men from hearing from God? False hopes. The number one thing, one of the top reasons what, what hinders men from hearing to God is that their hope is not in God. They have false hopes. Their hope is in their money. Their hope is in their talent. Their hope is in their skill. Their hope is in any and everything else other than God. There's only one thing, one person that your hope should be in, and that's in God, nothing else. You can't put your hope in your wife. You can't put your hope in your children. You can't put your hope in your money. Anything that has your hope will hurt you. You will, miss, you will be mishandled by the things you put your hope in. But the one place that you can always be held up and secure is when your life and your hope is in God. What hinders you from hearing for God is when your hope is in something else because you're going to be too focused on uh, 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 manifesting that then and hearing from God. That's true. Goals are included. You got to make sure everything is in God because when you understand that, you will say, you know what? It doesn't matter what happens to my wife, what happens to my money, what happens in his life. I'm not going to be easily moved because my hope is in God. That, if, that no matter what happens in my life, if my hope is in him, I'm at peace. No matter what happens in life, I'm held up because my hope is him. Number two, <clears throat> what hinders men from hearing from God or following through in what they heard? Number two, I, personal interest. Personal interest. But what if it's something you really want to do? Good question. That's what comes with personal interest. You cannot pursue anything without being... Without it being from God. See, there's nothing wrong with um, pursuing the things in life, but it has to be according to God's will in your life. And what keeps people from hearing from God is their personal interest. I'm personally interested in this career. I'm personally interested in this individual. I'm personally interested. The Bible says, love not the world. Neither things are in the world. For any man or woman who loves the world, the love of the Father is not in. For all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. <clears throat> before you love something, you have to be interested in it. And before you, and, and, and what the devil does often is utilize his system to get us to be interested 
which then has us fall in love. Be careful what you personally interested in. Personally interested in this artist, personally interested in this woman, personally interested in this career. You got to acknowledge God before you become personally interested because personal interest leads to personal investment. And personal investment leads to, 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 to who God knows what. And many people are personally invested in their time in things that God doesn't have them, that doesn't desire for them to be purposely or personally interested in. Number three, what hinders men from hearing from God and falling through what they heard? Loud knees, loud knees, in loud knees. <clears throat> I, I just need to get this off. I need sex. I, I need companionship, man. Listen, you got to know how to turn down the loudness of your knees. Knees are going to scream. You don't need no wife. You don't need no sex. You don't need it. Need leads to perversion. You got to want it. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be married. It doesn't nothing wrong with wanting to have sex with your wife. There's nothing wrong with wanting things. The problem is when those wants become needs. I desperately need sex. That means your lust is too loud. I desperately need a wife. That means your contentment is low. You see what I'm saying? Your discontentment is loud. You got to make sure you solid your need. Knees are going to come. Knees are going to rise. But you got to be mature enough to put those knees where they need to be. You see what I'm saying? So loud knees derails or keeps a lot of men from hearing from God. You got to be able to say, ultimately, my need is in God. I cannot have my knees so loud that I can't hear from God. That God is trying to tell you, you don't need a wife right now. But God, I need. No, you don't. You don't need a husband. You don't need that right now. God is saying, this is what you need to do. Address what's need, what needs your attention now. Not what you see. You you gotta be a you gotta be mature enough to meet needs. You see what I'm saying? You gotta be mature enough to meet the needs of a wife, to meet the needs of making love and marriage, to meet the needs of ministry, to meet the needs of business. I just need money. Why do you need it? I need a wife. Why do you need it? I need sex. Why do you need it? The best way to quiet the loudness, the silence, the loudness of your needs. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there, Turbo. The best way to silence. The loudness of your needs is to write down really why you need it. <clears throat> there you go. Write needs. You got to be able to say, why do I need this? Write down all the things you need and write down why you need it. And number three, are you mature enough to have it? Next point. I did a video on, um, okay, I'm going to get to your question. How can I be a godly man? I'm going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to talk about how to hear from God and what kind of help you on those points. D. Excuse me, what hinders men from hearing God or falling through in what they heard? D, distractions. Distractions. Man, you got to be destiny focused. You got to be divine center. You got to be focused center in the divine. You see what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You got to, yeah, you got to evaluate them. You got to know what's the distraction. You know what I'm saying? A distraction comes for anything that needs your attention now. Some of us, man, we don't have no discipline. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, um, um, Alert, we're not focused. We're so easy. It, it, big booty you to walk by eyes over here. Slim back Susie walk back because you might like them slim backs. You looking over there. You see what I'm saying? Easy distracted. This business opportunity, this ministry opportunity distracted. God's like, take care of what needs to be taken care of now. <clears throat> Don't be so easily distracted. E what hinders men from hearing from God and or falling through in God? E emotional attachments. You too emotionally attached to that wife. You too emotionally attached to that woman. You too emotionally attached to your mother. 
You too emotionally attached to your money. You see what I'm saying? Too emotionally attached. Okay. And what we have to do as men, we cannot be so emotionally attached that we don't navigate. And for to answer your question, genius expert, look outside. The proof of God's existence is outside. God is not going to take time to prove nothing to you until you have the heart to receive. There's an intelligent design in this world that proves there's an intelligent uh, designer. Open your heart. Ask God. I don't have time to, um, to, uh, to help you right now because you don't have the heart to be helped. And that's what I'm telling you. You cannot say anything is fiction if you don't have the time to thoroughly investigate it yourself. So I'm going to continue on in my lesson, but take time to ask God and God will reveal himself to you and he'll be able to show you that he's real. Hope that helps you. Let's keep going. Emotional attachments are what hinders men from hearing God and are falling through and hearing from God are predictable routines, predictable routines routines. Some of us men, we're so focused in our routines that we don't have enough time for our relationship with God. You cannot be so caught up on your routines and what you do every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday that you do not take the time. You see what I'm saying? That you don't take the time to allow the relationship that you have with God to interfere with your routines. It's very important, see what I'm saying, for us to navigate our daily lives from relationship and not predictable routines. Sometimes we do the same thing over and over again that if God wants you to do something differently, you ain't going to want to do it. Next point, what hinders men from hearing God and or falling through and what they heard? S, uh, their desperate need for earthly success. Their desperate need for earthly success. Life is about eternal success. See, why invest life in this earthly life? You see what I'm saying? Why invest so much in this life when we're only going to be here temporarily? We got to invest in the eternal life. You see what I'm saying? And so what keeps men or hinders men from hearing from God, they're so consumed with here that they are blinded to even recognize what God wants them to do that will benefit them eternally. The Bible says, don't get so caught up on laying for yourselves treasures on earth where wrath, where a moth and rust can destroy or where thieves can break in and steal. He says, man, you got to focus on where none of these things can touch it. Right now, every video, everything I do, the investments I make in my family, my wife, and, and everything that I'm required to by God to invest in, is, is, is I'm investing in heaven. If you invest in the kingdom of God now, you will have a return of your investment in heaven. I got to invest in the kingdom of God now and invest in it so I can gather a return when I get to heaven. Are you, are you building such an amazing life here that you're going to be bankrupt in eternity? Men, we have to change our focus. We got to change our mind and position ourselves to understand that we're not going to live here forever. You see what I'm saying? It's nothing wrong with material things, us having material things. The problem is when those things have us, that we are who we, we're only who we are because of what we have, and we're not who we are because of who has us. You see what I'm saying? Now, let's keep going. These There's three types of men. Those who can't hear, those who hear but don't make it happen, and those who hear and make it happen. There are three types of men, those who can't hear from God because of the hardness of their heart, like the brother or sister that was in the chat box there. The hardness of God, the hardness of our hearts will keep us from hearing from God. And so what happens is those uh, there are men and women who can't hear from God because their hearts are hardened. 
They don't, they don't see the obvious of God's intelligent design. They don't see the obvious of the depravity of their heart. They don't see the obviousness of, of how they desperately need to save. They don't see the obvious of how mankind has ruined the masterpiece of God. They don't see the obvious of God's goodness and grace that's trying to draw them to repent. They can't see the obvious because their heart is hardened. The moment you uh, open your heart to God and he begins to um, uh, break down your heart to hear from him, then you'll be able to recognize. But if there's pride or arrogance in your heart, it doesn't matter what you do to labor for a brother so that they're not going to want to hear. You see what I'm saying? And so that's why I'm pleading to everyone who's listening, open your heart to God and you will begin to see the obvious despite the intellectual uh, prisons that we put us in or the puffed up of knowledge that we put us in because we feel that we're geniuses or that we experts, no pun intended. Because Bible says he would use the, 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 the little things, the small things to confound the wise. So the moment that we humble ourselves, we won't hear from God. The moment we realize that we know nothing, despite who we've heard that may seem like they know everything, we're not going to hear from God. The number one thing that keeps men from hearing from God is the lack of humility. You have to humble yourself first. Types of men, those who can't hear because of the hardness of their heart. Number two, those who hear but don't make it happen. And number three, the men who hear and make it happen. Now, let's keep going. <clears throat> Why is it important for man to hear from God? Let's talk about that. H-E-A-R. Why is it important for man to hear from God? Number one, H, so they don't become a hindrance and so they can avoid, avoid harm. Why is it important for man to hear from God? So they don't become a hindrance and so they can avoid harm. Men is important to hear from God, to heed to his warnings. You see what I'm saying? And so what happens is when we get into this place of life, well, let me go ahead and let me go ahead and start blocking people. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, y'all, 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 I gave y'all opportunity. I gave y'all opportunity. You know what I'm saying? I gave y'all opportunity. I, I, I really did. I did. I, I gave. See, 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 I, I, I would love to help you if your heart was humble. You know what I'm saying? I would love to help you, but I cannot allow you to get in the way of the people that really want to hear. So I tried to give them a chance. I tried. I tried, y'all. But if y'all don't have a humble heart to hear, I can't help you. I only help those who have the heart to hear, those who got the hardness of heart. We got to keep it moving. <clears throat> Why is it important for men to hear from God? Number one, A, so they don't become a hindrance. You're so welcome. No problem. So that you, they won't become a hindrance. What happens is, we become a hindrance to others because we don't take time to hear from God. Men, we become a hindrance to our families. We become a hindrance to our children. We become a hindrance to our wife. We, come, we, become, a, we become a hindrance. You see what I'm saying? And what happens is in becoming a hindrance, a hin being a hindrance is proof that we didn't hear from God. And the reason why it's important for us men to hear from God and so that we can avoid harm. God doesn't want us to be harmed. God doesn't want us to be hurt. The Bible says, man, there's enemies out here trying to sift us this week. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And it's important for us to hear from God. God is controlling you. Don't take that job. Don't marry that man. Don't marry that woman. Don't go after that career. He's trying to tell you. And if your heart's too hard to hear, fellas, you're going to become a hindrance or you're going to walk through the front door of harm. So it's important for you to hear from God. <clears throat> so that you can avoid harm and not become a hindrance. Number two, why is it important for men to hear from God? E, 
so that you'll know when to enter and know when to exit. It's important. I got to hear God or, in, or be in position to hear from God and have the right heart to hear from God so I'll know what door to enter, what door to exit. I got to be in tune with God so when God says, enter here, go here, do this, I know what to enter. I know when to exit. I know when to enter a conversation. I know when to exit a conversation. I know when to enter a door. I know when to exit a door. I need to hear from God so I can have the play-by-play for my day-to-day. I got to know how to hear from God so I won't lead my family into the wrong door or so that I, or I won't exit my family out of the right situation. I got to be able to hear from God. If Joseph did not hear from God, Jesus would have been murdered. If Joseph did not hear from God, we're talking about Joseph, Mary's husband, right? If Joseph did not hear from God and obey God to leave uh, Bethlehem and to go into Egypt, Jesus would have been murdered. And so what what I'm saying is you got to know, you got to hear from God so you'll know what to enter and what to exit. Why is it important for men to hear from God? A, so they can always have the advantage. I want to always have the advantage over the devil, over the haters, over the enemy, over the witches, over the warlocks. I always want to have an advantage. And it's important for me to hear from God because I am the men and women. We're supposed to always triumph. We're supposed to always be victorious. We're supposed to always have the advantage. We have the demand on this earth. We have it. You see what I'm saying? And what hinders a lot of men or or why men should hear from God is because you can be in the advantage, not the disadvantage. I always want to be in the advantage. I want to be ahead of the curve. So when when everybody comes around a curve, I can receive the blessings. I want to have the advantage and get the wealth of the wicked transfer. I want to have the advantage so that my gift will make room for me and bring me for great men. I want to always have the advantage. Because if I have the advantage, then it means I'm advancing something. God wants us men to have the advantage so we can continue to advance the kingdom. But if we're always at a disadvantage, how can we advance the kingdom of God in our lives in the areas that God wants us to have dominion? Why is it important for men to hear from God? Or so they can rule righteously. You got to hear from God so that you can rule your family righteously. And people don't like the word rule. Rule means govern. Rule means steward. So that you can rule your family righteously. So that you can rule your responsibilities righteously. So that you can rule your area righteously. The Bible talks about when the righteous are in charge, the people rejoice. Men, you want your children to rejoice? You want your wife to rejoice? You want your congregation to rejoice? You want your employers to re- the employees to rejoice? Rule righteously. Be a righteous man. Accept the righteousness of being imputed to you by Jesus and, and allow your habits to match your righteous stance. So that the people up under you can rejoice. I want my wife to always rejoice in the fact that she married me. When I have kids, I, kids, I want them to rejoice <clears throat> that I'm glad that that's my dad. I want the people that are up, up, up under me any kind of way to be like, I'm so glad that Josh is ruling in this area. I want my nieces, my nephews, my sisters, my brothers, my family members to be able. I'm glad that Josh is ruling because now we have an opportunity to rejoice in what God has and what God is doing through his rulership. Through his ruling. I think rulership is a word. Anyway, why is it important for men to hear from God? So they don't become a hindrance, so they can avoid harm. Number two, so they'll know when to enter and exit. Number three, so they can always have the advantage. Number four, so they can rule righteously. Now, let's go to the next point. I got three more acronyms and I'm done. 
Number one, how do you know you've heard from God? We're getting to some key points right now. We're going to be talking about real quickly, how do you know you've heard from God, what to do after you heard from God, and how to constantly be in a state of hearing from God, okay? We're going to talk about three things. How do you know you've heard from God, what to do after you heard from God, and how to constantly hear from God. So get your notes. And this video will post again, so you'll be able to kind of digest it and ingest it before. Let's keep going. How do you know you've heard from God? And I got the acronym HEARD, H-E-A-R-D. How do you know you've heard from God? Humbled by it. You know you've heard from God when it puts you in a place of humility. I know I've heard God. It comes out of maturity, though, because humility has to be a way of life. You see what I'm saying? When it humbles you, God, you spoke to me. Wow, God, it's, it's an honor. You know you've heard from God. When when He speaks, you humble by it. God, you you want me to do that? I'll do it. You humble by it. There's a there's a heaviness to it. You know you heard from God when when it when he, when He speaks. There's a heaviness. It's a burden. It's it's a, it's a it's a level of honor that's placed on you. A heaviness. I'm humbled by this. When God speaks to me, when He gave me these notes this morning, I was oh it was heavy on me. Okay, God, you, oh God, I was going to be in Galatians 6, but God was like, no, read Luke chapter 1. I got something for you and I got something for the people. I was humbled by it. It was heavy on me. It was so heavy that I had to write it down. I had to, you know, when God speaks to you, when you, when you just can't move from his presence, you, it's heavy. You humbled by it. You know, you've heard from God, E, when it emulates his word. God ain't going to speak not one sentence, not one word, not one letter beyond his word. So if you want to know you heard from God, go right to his word. When God spoke something to you, look it up in the word. What I mean by that, go to Google and type in, if God spoke to you about a significant person in your life, and look at look up words like contentment. What does the word of God say about contentment? What does the word of God say about preparation? What does the word of God say about maturity? Because God is not going to give you something or tell you to do something if he knows you're not ready for it. So what I mean by that, you know you heard from God when you can find it in the word. And when you can find the word in you working on you, working worked on you, meaning God ain't going to tell you that this your wife and you know you got lust issues. God's not going to tell you that your husband if you know you got daddy issues. God ain't going to, you know God's spoken to you when you are in a place to receive what he's spoken. You know you ready. You know you've heard from God. And when you can find it in his word and you can find the word in you. You see what I'm saying? You can, you know God is, you heard from God when, I'm going to say it again. You know you heard from God when you can find it in his word and you can find the residue of the word working in you. Next point, how do you know you've heard from God? A, you're arrested. You're arrested. Stopped. You know, you when, when God speaks, we're talking about if you have the right heart, when you're ready. When you know you heard from God, when you've been arrested, God will stop you. God will stop you. When God speaks to me, sometimes I got to pull the truck over because I got to write that down. I have such a rhythm in my relationship with God, I have such a rhythm with him that when he speaks, I'm arrested. This morning, I woke up, I woke up and God said, go to Luke chapter one. I went to Luke chapter one. I didn't have no message for the Barely Mentioned podcast today. I had nothing, I had a busy weekend. And that's why I love my relationship with God, my rhythm with him today, with my rhythm with him, because I know he'll give me, he'll give me whatever I need to say in that very hour. 
So I don't have to rush. I don't have to panic. I don't have to be in, in anxious or anxiety. I know he's going to, I know he's going to give it to me, but I didn't know he was going to lead me to Zachariah. I didn't know he was going to lead me that. And then I wrote two and a half pages worth of notes. I was arrested. But how can you be arrested if you're never available? You know, you've heard from God when you've been humbled by it, when it's emulated in his word. And number th three, A, you've been arrested. How do you know you've heard from God? Or you're receptive and you will always remember when you heard from him. You're going to be receptive. You know you heard from God when you're receptive. The angel muted Zachariah because Zachariah wasn't receptive. He was a righteous man. The Bible says he was faithfully serving the temple. He was a good man, but even the righteous cannot, even the righteous can be non-receptive. See what I'm saying? You have to be receptive. To know that you've heard from God, you know you've heard from God when you, re when you receive it, when you're receptive. Meaning, I'm not going to question this. I'm not going to ask for a sign. God, I received that. We have to be that kind of people. We have to be receptive people when God speaks to us. You can't be so rigid and so routine-based that you can't be receptive. You know you've heard from God when it's so vivid that you can't forget it and you will always remember. I know when God speaks to me, I know what color shorts I was wearing. I know what I was, what type of shirt I was wearing. I know, I know the color of the wall. I know the, the colors of the fabric within the carpet, the rug. I know where I was. I know if I was sitting right now, all those who are old enough know exactly where they were when 9-11 happened. Everybody who's old enough know exactly where they were when anything significantly happened globally. You know exactly where you were. That's the same thing you do, how you feel when God uh, uh, speaks to you. You remember the details. God is so... God is so vivid, you're going to, you will remember it. How do you know you've heard from God? D, you will feel a distinct peace. The Bible says he'll give you a peace to surpass all understanding. You will feel a distinct peace, not, not, a, not a carnal peace, but a distinct peace. A carnal peace is I just want to do what I want to do so I feel peace temporarily because this is, exactly, this is what I really wanted to do. A, a, a distinct peace, a divine peace, a distinct peace from God is when you're like, I don't understand this, but I know he heard. My mind can't comprehend, but I'm at peace. You know you heard from God or that God has heard from you when you have his distinct peace. Next point with D, it will be detailed. Listen, when I hear from God, look at that. Look at that. Detailed. Look at that. Detailed. You know you heard from God? Look at that Bible. Detailed. You see what I'm saying? God going to be like, I couldn't even get past verse 20. Detail. So you got to be always available to receive because he's going to give you details upon details. And you got to be, all this came, these three acronyms, all these notes right here came from God. God wants to give you. He wants to give you this. He wants to give you details. And when God speaks, you know you heard from God when you got two or three pages. You see what I'm saying? When, when God gave you colors, when God gave you, when you creatives out there, everybody's creative, everybody's creative. You'll find, oh man, you, you arrested and you like, how do you think I write all these books? How do you think I'm working on almost uh, two books in card game right now? How do you think I keep giving y'all fresh word all the time? Because I, I, I know he's a detailed God, right? Let's keep going. For time's sake, is my wife cooking at breakfast. 
She, I smell it. <laughs> I said, let me cook breakfast for y'all. I said, oh, my wife, you cooking breakfast? Bad. We, get, we got pancakes. We got eggs down there. I got my chicken, organic chicken sausage down there. I got my uh, fully sprouted, fully sprouted. You know, I do that full sprouted organic pancake mix. I got the organic robust maple syrup down there. My wife, I told my mom, I told my wife, just give me a small bowl of grits. You know what I'm saying? I can't have two carbs. I'm going to hoop later. I said, just give me a small bowl of grits. You know what I'm saying? So she got me a little small bowl of, bowl of grits down there. We're not talking about how y'all northerners do it. You know what I'm saying? How y'all put y'all sugar in y'all grits, man. Sugar in your grits means sugar in your tank. I'm just joking. But well, she got the salt. I got the Himalayan salt down there. I got the pepper. going to get some organic butter up in there. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 uh, so I'm cooking breakfast for y'all. I'm giving y'all y'all brunch now. You know what I'm saying? And I smell what my wife is cooking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I smell it. So let me get through these points so I can partake. You know what I'm saying? A, 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 a servant of God is due. You know what I'm saying? He's due a return. You see what I'm saying? And my wife is, is doing a return. Now. So how do you know you've heard from God? You will have a distinct, you will feel distinct peace. It will be detailed and it will develop you. Now, wh what to do after butter and, sh butter and sugar? Butter and sugar in your grits, Michelle. I, I, I can't knock it. I can't knock it. I ain't going to disrespect you. You see what I'm saying? I'm not going to disrespect you. You know what I'm saying? If you like butter, butter and sugar, that's perfectly fine. You know what I'm saying? But as far as me and my house, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. What to do after you heard from God? Heard again. H-E-A-R-D. Butter and cheese. Oh, I forgot about the cheese. I, I, I got cheese down there too. You see what I'm saying? What to do after you heard from God? H. Humble yourself. When you hear from God, humble yourself. Next point that goes with this, don't get too hype. Are you from the, I respect you from the North, you're from Illinois. If that's how y'all do it, that's how you do it. You can't help how your mother and your father raised you. You see what I'm saying? So that's what happens. I was raised on butter, salt, and grits. I mean, butter, salt, and pepper, and cheese. Y'all was raised on, you know what I'm saying? So that's what happens. You know what I'm saying? So respect to everyone who puts sugar and butter in their grits. Full respect. What to do after you heard from God? Humble yourself and don't get too high. You heard from God? And it's for all y'all who thought y'all heard. Now, let me let me make this plain. A lot of people think they heard from God, but they ain't hear it nothing. God ain't said a word to them about that. Most of the times when we say we heard from God, we say we heard from God for two reasons. To hype us up and to hinder people from talking against it. You see what I'm saying? So what we do is <clears throat> I'm going to make myself believe that God said this so that I can focus on this man being my husband. No, focus on this wife, woman being my wife. I ain't really heard from God, but my indigestion, my gas, my emotions, my insecurities is making me think I heard from God because I got these goosebumps. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hype myself up and God ain't said nothing to me, but I'm going to make myself believe that he said this to me. And it came from an idolatrous place. The other ways why people say I heard from God or God said is they hinder people from giving them wisdom against what they carnally desire. Meaning God told me this. And what, what I do is when you put that God told me stamp on it. All right. Now, deep down inside, I know God ain't said that to you because I, I see the insecurity. I see the idolatry in your life. So God ain't spoke to you. <clears throat> God ain't going to speak into a heart that ain't going to be receptive. Now, God will speak to you. So that you can't can so that you can never say he never told you. But when he, when I'm talking about speaking into destiny, speaking into purpose, speaking into life, man. So what happens is 
God told me he the one. I ain't going to talk against that. So people do those kind of things to hype themselves up or to hinder wise counsel from speaking against what they desperately or deeply want. So what to do after you heard from God? <clears throat> Humble yourself and don't get too hype. Humble yourself. Some of us, we get too hype. That's my husband. Or let's talk to his fellas. That's my, oh, bet. That's my wife, God. You get too hype. Oh, you want me to do this ministry? You get too hype. Oh, you want me to, don't get too hype. You heard from God? Humble yourself. Don't get too hype. Because it just because you heard from God doesn't mean it's the timing of God. <clears throat> Some, God speaks years before his time. You have to understand that God will speak years before his time. So what we do is we think because he's spoken, we think that we to we are to receive. God speaks years before his timing. He speaks years before his timing so that you can be prepared for the timing and the seizing after that. You see what I'm saying? So you got to don't get too hype. It may not be the right time. Don't get too hype because you may not be the type for what you hype over. You got to be the type for the hype. Woo! You got to be the type. For, don't get hype. Be the type. Don't get hyped, be the type, so humble yourself. Next point with H, what to do after you heard from God? Keep it hidden. When you heard from God, keep it hidden. Don't That stuff that only my wife knows and that stuff that my wife don't know. Nothing bad, nothing that's against, it's just stuff that I keep to myself because I don't want to tell her something and then she get excited about it if I don't really, if I'm still chewing through it. You see what I'm saying? If I'm still processed through it. <clears throat> so what you need to do when you heard from God, keep it hidden. Don't say nothing to nobody because who you, who you tell what God told you to, their voice will begin to have some kind of weight against it. Keep it hidden. Keep it hidden. People, we get too, we get so hyped and we start telling, we, we start speaking into the ears of everyone and our stuff gets messed up. Man, yes, God told me we are meant to be together even though he's still married. Oh, I don't know what to say about that now. You know, you just got to, that's why you got to chew through some things. Chew through some things. That's why you got to walk with God. Okay, God, is this what you told me? Give me the confirmation that I need so that I won't be, so I won't be in certain situations I shouldn't be. You see what I'm saying? I'm so glad you enjoyed. Enjoy your lunch. This video will be available. This is the 53-minute marker. So jump in at the 53-minute marker and 45-second Trish, and you and this will this will be white right here waiting for you. What to do after you heard from God? <clears throat> Keep it hidden. Humble yourself and don't get too hyped. Number E. I mean number two E. What to do after you heard from God? Equal what you heard. You heard. Okay, God, you told me this. Now I'm gonna equal what I heard. I'm going to build myself up to what I heard. That's why God speaks years before the timing so that you can equal what you heard. He's giving you time to equal what you heard so that you can become what you heard, so you can become that man of God to manifest and to steward what you heard. You got to equal what you heard. What to do after you heard from God? Eliminate all contradictory voices. You heard from God? All right. I, even though mama's still going to be talking, I, I'm blocking her here. There are certain people that you can't eliminate because of proximity, but you can allow them. You can create a highway for them. <laughs> I create a highway for people when they speak into my life. You know what the highway is? There's two highways. There's a straight way and there's a straight down way. I got a highway. People who are contradictory voices in one ear, out the other ear, right? So that's a highway. Boom, boom. So they speak. Boom, boom. 
when God speaks, boom, boom. You see what I'm saying? In this ear, in this ear, to the heart. You see what I'm saying? Contradictory voices through this through this tunnel. There's a highway. Here's a tunnel. Boom. So you got to say, this is what God told me. I'm going to keep it hidden. But if anyone is speaking against what they see me working in, because they, they didn't hear it from me, but they see me working in it. They didn't hear me talk about what God told me. You know what I'm saying? But they, but they see me working towards it. And then they start speaking against it. I create a highway for them. Boom, boom. In one way or the other. Complimentary voices. Boom, boom. God's voice. Boom, boom. Contradictory voices. Boom, boom. Okay. You have to equal what you heard and you have to eliminate all contradictory voices. You just got to say, you know, I'm going, I'm not going to allow it to get to my heart. I'm not even gonna allow it. I'm not even gonna allow it to park right here. So what happens is people allow it to come in one ear and allow it to park in their brain. No, don't no, 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 no. Keep it moving. Cop touch. No, keep it moving. Boom, boom. See what I'm saying? A. What to do after you heard from God? Act according to what you've heard. If God tells you this is what I want you to do, act immediately. Don't be a Mister. Eventually, be a Mister. Immediately. When Jesus went after his disciples, the Bible says. They immediately cast their nets. The two brothers immediately cast their nets and left their dad, Zebedee. Some of y'all got to leave y'all's dad's ways and go follow Jesus' way. I forgot the sons. They cast down their old ways of provision. They cast down their old ways of getting money. They cast down their old ways of fishing. They left their pop's advice. They left their pop's ways. They jumped out of the boat and followed Jesus. You got to be a Mr. Immediately, not a Mr. Eventually. You got to obey quickly. So when God speaks to you, you got to act according to what you've heard immediately. Next point R, what to do after you heard? Record what you've heard. I hear from God, record it. The reason why I record it is I put it on the shelf and I wait for confirmation. If I'm not, if I'm not, if I'm kind of unsure, uncertain about it, I write down what I, this is twofold, two ways. I record what I heard, like dreams, or I record ideas. I put them on the shelf and I wait till it's time for God to tell me to release it. Your relationship with God is everything because he'll tell you to, he'll tell you when, he'll tell you to record it. He'll tell you to reshelf it. And he'll tell you when to release it. He'll tell you when to record it. He'll tell you when to release it. Okay. And so that comes from your relationship. But every time God speaks, I record it. When God told me, I, he arrested me. I recorded this message. He gave me the acronyms. He gave me the points. I recorded what I heard. All right. Next thing you do, you rejoice until it happens and rejoice even after it happens. You got to have the right heart. You have to rejoice. God, you told me this. I believe that I receive it. You told me this. I believe that I receive it. God, I thank you that you answered my prayer. I'm thankful that you heard me, God. Lord, what you told me, I, I, I rejoice that you're making me the man to handle this. Lord, I rejoice that you're going to manifest your word, that you will not slack concerning your promise, that you're not a man that you shall lie. You know what I'm saying? And uh, God, I can utilize your word. It says every word that comes against me in the day of judgment, I condemn. God, I thank you that, that you're going to honor your word to perform it. You rejoice. So that you won't give yourself time to ruin it with your mind. You won't give it time to ruin it with your emotion. You won't give it time to ruin it through what other people say. You got to rejoice. You see what I'm saying? And what to do after you heard from God? Keep renewing your mind. When a mind is renewed, the heart will continue to rejoice. As the, as the mind renews, the heart rejoices at that level. That's right. Speak those things that be not as though they were. Walk by faith and not by sight. I don't care about what I see. I'm going to rejoice in what God told me. 
Because everything that you, everything God has said to you is eternal. Everything that's around you is temporal. See, we the ones that make seasons longer than they should. We're the reasons why the, the relationship is what it is. We're the reasons why this this the, it's hurricane season all year. We're the reason why it's winter all year. Get to your spring and summer. Get to your place of peace. Get to your place of promised land and, and get through this season. Don't make this season longer than what it needs to be. What to do after you heard from God? D, discipline yourself according to what you've heard. You heard what God said. Now I got to be disciplined. Discipline means I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, if anything is presented to me, I'm disciplined enough to say this is not according to what God has said to me. What I mean by that? I'm so specific in my ministry. I'm specific in who I am that any offer that comes my way, if it doesn't match my specifics, I'm not going to go that way. I got to be disciplined. You got to be disciplined. When God speaks to you, if anything comes in your way, a distraction, doesn't matter how good it is, I'm not going to derail. If doubting what you've heard from God is a lack of trust in <clears throat> good question. If doubt is doubting, what is doubting what you've heard from God, a lack of trust. No, 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 it's not a lack of trust. It just means a, a limit of trust, that, that you've reached your limit of trust in him. And now it's time to level up in your trust in him. Mary questioned God, just like, not just like Zachariah, Zachariah and Mary questioned God, but Mary didn't question to ask for a sign. She just says, she just basically said, okay, like there was genuine concern. Zachariah didn't have no genuine concern. He was probably rooted in rooted in in um he was rooted in how long it's been. Mary was just like, and maybe it was different for Mary because Mary was 14, Zachariah was old. You see what I'm saying? But Mary questioned um God because she was more like concerned, nervous, like, like, like I'm I got Joseph to be concerned about. You see what I'm saying? So it may not mean that you have no trust in God. It just means you may have reached your limit of trusting God. And now you have to level up in your trust in God. Now, how do you level up your trust in God? It's to look at God's track record. The best way to level up your trust going forward is to look at God's track record. Wow. <clears throat> God is so faithful. God has been too good for me. And God understands that you're going to doubt. But do you can't control when doubt comes, but you can control what you do with that doubt. So when doubt comes, you get rid of it and you go to God's word, you go to your past and look at his track record to build your faith up. That's why the Bible says, build up your faith up in the holy, uh, uh, build up your, um, uh, build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. That's why praying in tongues is important. When I pray in the spirit of God, I pray in tongues. It's like charging the battery. It's charging me and it levels up my trust to where it needs to be and begins to level that trust where it needs to be in order for me not to fall into doubt. Doubt is a dangerous place to be, especially when it comes to God. Now, what to do after you heard from God? Discipline yourself according. <clears throat> I am not budging from what I heard from God as a man and as a woman. Men, you gotta say, I'm not budging. I know this is my wife, so when a woman comes in my way, I'm not budging. I know this is the ministry that God wants me to do, so when someone asks me to do something else, I'm not doing it. I know. I'm so clear on what God told me. I got notebooks. I got lists. You see what I'm saying? So I'm so, no, 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 no. Because I know it's dangerous outside the will of God, but there's ultimate safety in the will of God. Now, because the, the pancakes, I smell it now, and I can smell the organic chicken sausage now, 
I'm going to get through these really quickly, okay? How to constantly hear from God, right? H-E-A-R. How to constantly be in a state of hearing from God. Hearing from God constantly is based upon your heart. You see what I'm saying? So I want to always, and we should always as men and the ladies that love them, should always want endeavor to be in a constant place of hearing from God. And the best, that's why I say <clears throat> God can care less about your ability. He cares about your availability. Some of us are just too busy to hear from God. And y'all got great ability. That's why God don't care about who's the smartest, who's the most talented. God don't care about this stuff. God cares about who's available. The children of Israel had all these people. All these men with swords and shields and uh, um, um, skilled in army and war. Had all these brothers. David comes down just serving. That's why you got to always be in a place of serving. He came down to feed his brothers. And in serving, he became a solution. And because he was available, he saw, he said, <clears throat> first he was serving. And then in his serving, he saw a, he saw a situation. And he said, you know what? Oh, that's going to preach. In serving, he came, he had a heart of a servant. So in serving, his brothers, he came into a situation. And when David came into a situation and he began to hear that these people are afraid of this Goliath. And he looked at, see, this is powerful. He said, David said, y'all are concerned about this uncircumcised Philistine? David looked at, because David was about a good, probably 5'11", 6 foot, 6 foot 3, 6 foot 2. And for the brothers that sure don't want to make y'all feel left out, maybe he was 5'7". He looked at, because <clears throat> you know, them, them Philistines probably was slanging. You know what I'm saying? He didn't cover his loins, right? You'll catch a little bit later. So David looked at uh, uh, Goliath's loins, and you know what I mean by loins? He looked at his loins and said, we circumcised. I can see Goliath because Goliath is slanging. I can tell Goliath is uncircumcised. He's not in covenant with our God. So he walked into a situation and he became a solution because of the surplus of his relationship. You got to build a surplus in your relationship with God so that in serving, you can walk into a situation and be that situation's solution. Because you serving God as a man, you walk into your wife and you become her solution. No matter what situation that comes in your family, you a solution because it came from your surplus in God. I don't know how I got there, but that was for somebody out there. But we got to be able to say, I don't care about how uh, talented God don't care about how skilled and war these other men are. He doesn't care about their swords. God going to be like, man, get your sling, get your rock. And because you've been available unto me, because you could tell those men that have a relationship with God because nobody had no courage in God. Your relationship in God would determine your courage in God and out of your life. None of them had a relationship with God. They had a relationship, but it wasn't growing. You know why? They didn't step in and be courage. And, and, uh, they, didn't, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't have no courage. David said, I've been available to God in the sheep field. I've been available. I was available when that lion was there. Knocked it down. That bear knocked it down. God, I'm available. 
God don't care about how dope you are. Stop bragging about your degrees. Stop bragging about who you know. Stop bragging and boasting in how good you are, how good you look, and how much money you have. Fellas, stop boasting and bragging in your car, in, in your clothes, in your cash. You know what I'm saying? In your companionships. You see what I'm saying? Or accomplishments. Don't boast in that. Boast in the fact that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Boast in the fact that you know God. Because that stuff ain't going to save you. There's a bunch of brothers out there that's more that's that can execute the text better than me. That 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 that's got degrees on degrees on degrees. But you know what? I got time for God. They don't got time for God. I got time for them. That's why He gives me the hidden treasures. You want the hidden treasures from God? Make time for God. How to constantly hear from God? H. That's right. Without God, we are not. That's right. We are nothing. And when that comes deep rooted in your mind. You're unstoppable. H, how to constantly hear from God? Keep your hope in God. To constantly hear from God, keep your hope in. Don't put your hope in your money, fellas. Don't put your hope in your whatever. Keep your hope in God. No, no, no. I'm not going to hope in my money. You, that's what you got to stay. When you get successful, that's when you're going to start putting your hope in other things. When you start going through despair, that's when you start putting hope in other things. That's when you got to always keep your hope in God. What I mean by that, when you get a bunch of money, you'll start putting your hope in your skill. What my skill got me this money. You start getting confused. You forget that God got you there. That's why you got to always stay humble before God and keep your hope in God. Because when you get higher or when you get hindered, you will be able to keep your hope in God. What I mean by higher, when you get a bunch of money, when you do get that bad wife and you start growing and excelling, you won't leave God because your hope's still in him. You know, you still you still can't be trusted. You know, you ain't no good without him. So when you get a bunch of money, you get lower. Every time you go high, you get low. Or when life ain't going according to your way and you ain't not going to put your hope in pornography. You're not going to put your hope. You're not going to put anything and, and another thing to help you up because you know you've been held up by God. So in order to constantly hear, you gotta keep your hope in God. Because when your hope is in God, you're always gonna be in position to hear. Number two, how to constantly hear from God? E, eliminate all contradictory voices. You gotta say, you know what? I'm leveling up from this circle of friends because y'all talk too negative. Y'all not going in the right direction. You got to level up away from your family, lifting the rope from your family. Don't cut them off because you can't cut family off. You can cut them off from your mind, but just know when to cut them off and know when to lift in the rope. You got to eliminate all contradictory voices, even yours. That means you got to start, you got to change your vocabulary. You got to change the way you construct your sentences out of your mouth because you have what you say. How to constantly hear from God? A, adjust your attitude of gratitude. You know what? A grateful person is, is that has the greatest chance of hearing from God. Gratitude. You see what I'm saying? Gratitude. I got to adjust my heart every time. If I'm upset, adjust it to gratitude. If I'm envious, adjust it to gratitude. If I'm if I'm overly competitive, adjust it to gratitude. If anything comes in my heart that's not in a gratitude category, I got to adjust it. Because if I stay in a grateful place and I keep my attitude on gratitude, I'm going to constantly hear from God. And I'm going to always, another point, I'm always going to be aware when my attitudes adjusted to gratitude, I'm hyper aware. I can now look at the ant and consider the ant. When I walk by a person's house and there's weeds all over the house, I can, I'm aware. I'm able to get intel because of my attitude adjusted gratitude. So God is constantly, do you know constantly, God is constantly using things to help us, but we are just too blind to see. But when your attitudes are just the gratitude and you hyper aware of the things around you, then you will begin to see, wow, God does speak to me all the time. He may, it may not be audibly, 
but it can be what's in my or around my environment. How to constantly hear from God? Next A, learn and embrace his attributes. It's hard to understand a person you don't know. We hear God, but we don't want to hear from him because we don't know him. You see what I'm saying? That's why we can't put God in a box. Isn't the best way to hearing God's voice, reading his word? Yes. I'm going to get there. If you don't read the Bible, you surely won't hear. That's why I always say God is not going to whisper nothing to you. If you don't I'm going to say this, you got to be able to embrace God's written word and God's whisper word. You see what I'm saying? Because what happens is it's hard for you to know the voice of God. If you don't know the word of God, we talked about that early on in the top part of my message. But we have to understand that we have to, in order to hear from God, we got to make it a habit to be in this word of God. Thank you for that. Make sure I can bring that point again. In order for me to hear from God, I have to make it a habit to be in his word, right? And that comes from learning and embracing his attributes. How to hear from God and know his God? I got to learn. I got to learn, God. I got to get to know him. You know that you can hear your wife, fellas, but not hear her? Because you're so caught up or being heard yourself or you belittle what you hear from her. I have to constantly be in a place where even though she may be saying some things that may be uh, uh, as a man just too much or whatever, I got to make sure I stay in hearing her because of our relationship, right? Because if I hear her, I can help her help myself. You see what I'm saying? So how to constantly hear from God? Learn and embrace his attributes. Learn and embrace means get to know God and embrace it. He's not changing. God is righteously stubborn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's immutable. He's not changing. So it's best to get to know him. So when you hear from him, you, you'll know who he is. So if you want to know more about God's attributes, just type in uh, the attributes of God in Google and go to some um, resources that are scripturally based. Just Thank you for clarifying that. Sorry, I just showed. No problem. No problem. That's what coach is for. No problem. No problem at all. Last point, how to constantly hear from God are always be in a state of rejoicing. Oh, here it is. Always read his word. There we go. Are always read his word. How to constantly hear from God. Always rejoice and always read his word. I pray this message is, was a blessing to you because now I got to get to my blessing. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I pray it was a blessing to you. I hope this message helps you, keeps you in a position of hearing from God. Because it's important for us men to hear him. It's important for ladies to hear him too. What happens when you hear wrong? I thought I heard God regarding certain matters, but the opposite happened for what I heard. Learn from it. If you hear wrong, good question. If you heard something you thought it was from God, uh, 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 um, um, how did I put that? Learn from it. So what I do is if I thought I heard from God and it was from God, I learned from it. I examined my heart. Where was my heart at when I thought I heard from God? Where was my habits at when I thought from her when I heard from God? Where were my hands at? You see what I'm saying? Where was my mind at? What was I doing when I thought I heard from God? And then you will begin to realize I wasn't even mature enough at that point to hear from God. I didn't exhibit some, I didn't exhibit some of these disciplines in my life to hear from God. Now I know going forward, now going forward. I know how to position myself to hear from God and what to do when I hear from God to make sure I heard from God. So when you thought that was the man of God for you, when you thought that was a woman of God for you and she got married and he got married, it just didn't happen. Don't get disappointed. Don't get upset. Learn from it. Learn and learn that, that what happens then you begin to see your heart for real. Like, wow, I really do be making up stuff. God don't really be speaking like God don't be saying the stuff that we swear he be saying. He don't. 
anytime a person say God, anytime you hear you, anytime you think you heard from God, stay quiet about it and let God confirm it. Let God keep confirming it. How come that we calling for help in our, I didn't quite understand that, but for time's sake, let's get going. I got to go. Um, but when you've heard wrong, don't, don't get into self-hate or self-hurt or, or, or whatever. Learn from it. Adjust, assess, adjust in advance. Assess what happened. Make the right adjustments and advance the next time. Love you guys. Y'all be blessed. I pray it was a blessing to you. It will be available again. That's right. We definitely got to keep our mouth shut because if we keep talking, we the ones mess up our own promises by what we put out of our mouths. Y'all be blessed. Uh, this video will post again. It will be available again. These points you can navigate again and again. But my job here is done. I'm tagging the Holy Spirit in. He'll take it from here. Y'all be blessed. See y'all next time.